Hello and welcome to Scopy Studio. My Ooh. name is Daniel Johansson. And I'm Maureen Smith. And, and today oh we are joined by... Oh God. Sarah Thompson Johansson and John Cockrell. Hello. Hi. How are you all today? <laughs> I'm a little fatigued, but I am hanging in there. It's, the, it's that week, right? Is it just because mm-hmm. it's that... For me, it's the week between my birthday and Christmas, and for everybody else, it's the week before Christmas, and everybody's just like, it's that lull time between the holidays. This know? is also the birth week between my birthday and Christmas. Nice. When is your birthday? My birthday was last Thursday. Nice. Oh, so. December 17th, mine. Very was. close to you. Mine's four days yep. after Christmas. What, what? Nice. <laughs> You're still not a Sagittarius. I know. <laughs> We're, I'm like super into, I got my, I did my, um extended birth chart recently because i've been meaning to for a little while oh, yeah. like find an app to do that to find out my like moon sign there's an app for it oh it's called is. we've talked about it on the podcast already if you Avid uh... listeners have already heard me <laughs> plug thought passages if you if you give daniel your the time you were born and your birthday and where you were born and where you were born oh my god okay i yeah i did that a lot this summer there were uh several people at dmmo that were really into reading people's charts it's super interesting what what do you know what your rising in your moon sign is oh i forget i i, I know one of them is virgo mm. i think it's my I think it's my moon sign well so development for folks listening i learned oh i thought i was a leo rising which mm. i was like oh that's fun everybody thinks i'm a leader and then it turns out i'm a virgo rising which just means that everybody thinks i'm neurotic mm. which like that makes sense <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, referring to myself. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but you know, glad, glad that it's uh, no, but it's that's mutual. a very, that's a very, <laughs> a very Virgo thing though to think it's about yourself <laughs> is, so is what I'm learning. But also very not a Sagittarius. That's an interesting thing that you and I, I've, I'm, we're now learning have in common is that because Sagittarius is a very much not that way. They're known as being like hyper honest and mm-hmm. and blunt and not really caring what other people think. And then Virgos are like, what do you? <laughs> Am I doing okay? They're also supposed to like to travel, which is what we were just talking about before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you didn't want to travel, and how I'm doing a lot of traveling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is something that I like to do, but I also like I I resonate with you in that I do want a home base. I want yeah. I want a place to call home, and I regret that I am leaving that right now. It's yeah. it's an interesting, and I think it's an interesting thing. Because it kind of relates to not just the idea of being a Sagittarius and a sign and mixed with a sign that ha- likes a homey environment like Earth signs, but I also think it has a very uh, strong relevance to the artistic temperament. Because mm-hmm. the artistic field is such a, I'm bringing it to I'm bringing it to no art. I'm, I'm so to- <laughs> so you're a Capricorn right Sarah uh huh so what is what is my brother is also a Capricorn and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm confused as to what what Capricorn means. 
Well, do you do you have any leads on, on what Capricorn means to you? Well, I mean, I've always heard it said that it's, you know, you're kind of type A and, like, a leader and very, like, you know, cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Pragmatic. And pragmatic. Well. And I've really never seen myself as much of that. But, I don't know, in the last, like, year since I started going to therapy and stuff, I've started to, like, embrace my eldest childness a little bit more and be Mm. like, maybe I am a little bit that way, Mm -hmm. not 100%, but, yeah, I'm really curious about my more detailed... That's actually... So, for folks who don't feel aligned to their, like, astrological designation... Like my, I, I think that doing well, a birth chart. A, you were skeptic for a really long time. I still, still am skeptic. I still yeah. am skeptic. I think it's fun, but I don't think by any means like it's. Has a, it dictated your personality? No. Yeah. No. Although what I will say, so I'm an Aries, and whenever I talk about how I'm skeptical about astrology, I either have already disclosed that I'm an Aries, or people are like. Are you an Aries? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, why? And they're like, well, of course you're skeptical because you're an Aries. And I'm like, well, isn't that convenient? <laughs> if I were a Gemini, would you say that's because I'm an, oh, typical Gemini. But mm-hmm. no, um, I, my birth charts, I want, I want to, I want, since you don't really align yourself with do Capricorn, you, I can I'm start interested. looking it up if you want. Is it would be weird to do it on air? Let's do it. Okay, do you know when you were born? I believe I was born at 4.22 or 4.23 p.m. This is, I love that this is what this show has become. <laughs> Slowly and surely, but surely. I'm like this learning about... This is the second time we've done this on air, on the, by the on way. The oh, wow. We did it with Al Kasuf. We nice. did Al Kasuf. She's a... Uh, E-N, right? S-E-N? Uh, yes. Okay. But I was born Thompson. Okay. If that makes any difference. Um, birthplace. <laughs> uh, Kansas City, Kansas. Cool. Oh, you're you, from Kansas? You don't know, um... From, like, I've lived in Iowa since I was four. You don't gotcha. know the hospital name by chance, Yes, do I do. Shawnee Mission. Cool. So it's like S-H- This is such a fun part S-H-A-W-N-E-E. Yeah, I love Shawnee Mission Hospital. I, this is my favorite part, is always being like, do you know the hospital? Because it's such, like... Yeah, I actually use... A form, well, I shouldn't even say that. Here, well, I'll let you put in the. Yeah. I, don't think I, I was gonna say I kind of use that as some of my internet passwords. Oh, nice. but yeah. I, guess I, I don't really anymore though. That was one of my old ones. Yeah. No, that's fair. One of my old ones was I started a, when I was ten. I started a fight and cursed in an AIM chat room. <laughs> I don't know why, because I was a bad kid, and like they, the AOL changed all of my passwords um, to the guy who was the admin of the chat room <laughs> and i always i will never forget that it's kind of a weird shame because my family used that because it, it was aol so we all shared uh-huh. do you remember how in aol you shared the internet access with your family right so we all when that happened everybody lost internet for like a week mm. and the family because that's like it was different back then it wasn't just like through a wi-fi you had to use right whatever it was okay so this is interesting Capricorn Sun, Scorpio Moon, and Leo Rising, which Leo is like rising. super not surprising to me. Leo Rising, tell me why. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll, you've you've heard Capricorn Sun stuff. I'll go into what it said though. If you, if you're I, I'm gonna I'm gonna really quick say that like 
If you're here for Chicago in December chats, hang tight. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's for sure coming. The sun in the sixth house represents... Oh, no, that's the house part. Uh, We'll give a timestamp. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, In Capricorn, it is cardinal earth, the sun, and rules the bones, skin, and knees. Your ruling planet is Saturn. Capricorn, which is interesting because Saturn's moving into Capricorn today. Or, uh, like, astrologically, like, that's a, there's, like, a, gonna be an energy shift. Anyway. Today's the day, Sarah. Yeah, today's oh. the day. Today is your day. My target trip to come will be epic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Capricorn people are ambitious and practical, and you are likely to have an excellent sense of social responsibility. You also tend to be conscious of social mores, perhaps to the point of over-concern. Oh, oh my God, Your yeah. nature, natural caution allows you to advance slowly and steadily to the top. Capricorn represents the accomplish- accomplishments of the material and the quest for prestige, honor, and success in public achievement. It is also possible that the driving force behind your ambition partially lies in deep-rooted feelings of insecurity. You put yourself under enormous pressure to perform and can feel personally responsible for those around you. You may have suffered from a restrictive early environment and your aloofness may serve to protect you from dealing with a fear of intimacy or low self-esteem. Oh no! You exemplify the values of hard work and accomplishment and service Cut into to the, the quick here. Humanity. <laughs> and your redemption comes when you fully allow the spiritual joy that you feel inside to fully express itself in graceful acts of loving kindness. Oh my god. Uh, moon in Scorpio gives a moody and serious cast to the personality. You may need to lighten up. With the moon in Scorpio, you are very sensual, and your feelings are strong and run deep. You're passionate in your response to life. Your early home life may have been difficult, and you may react especially strongly to emotionally charged... Such- I'm so sorry that's, <laughs> that it's all of a sudden just like... <laughs> childhood. <laughs> you are extremely loyal. You may have a tendency toward control or even domination of your partner. You can be stubborn and are possessed of a powerful will. You should be aware of being overly critical of others. Hmm. The Leo rising is going to be what? Leo rising people are dramatic, extroverted, and assertive. Your ruling planet is the sun. You have great energy, courage, and honesty, and are very creative, self-confident, and perhaps a bit self-indulgent. You expect to be the center of attention, and often are. Even so, people forgive you for your excesses, sensing in you the incurable romantic. You are likely to have a Leonine appearance with a thick mane of hair and a dramatic flair to your clothing and appearance. You also enjoy the physical warmth of the sun, you are determined yes. and usually get your way when you really want to. You also possess great integrity and are a natural leader. Leo people are very proud, and your challenge is not to be arrogant or egotistical, but rather to develop humility and compassion and to learn detachment in the gift of your affections. Wow. I have that same one. Leo just, rising. Just quite, yeah. a, quite a lot to, to digest there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to, because the, the Capricorn sun is always an interesting... Thing. For a while, I thought I was a Capricorn cusp, and then I learned that cusps are not a thing. Hmm. There's are a... you bi- bicuspid? No. I don't oh, know. yeah. Well, it's <laughs> a terrible joke. Dent- dental joke. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of um, astrology Facebook groups. Like, for a little while, oh. I thought I was a Leo rising, and also with y'all, but I'm not. Uh, there's a Facebook group that is, like, just a bunch of Leos posting selfies and being like, love me. <laughs> Which is amazing to me because it's very part of the like. He tried to get me to join that Facebook group, and I was like, "No thanks, okay, thank you." No, I'm good. Anyway, I'd love to talk about the piece that we yeah, just recorded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's do that. 
Speaking of people who are homebodies, let's talk about a piece about Chicago. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, what we heard was Ross Korean's Chicago in December. Um, this is a piece I have been singing for, I don't know, over a year now. Um, it's an extended art song that Ross wrote. Um, it's a setting of the poetry of W.S. DiPiero, um, who's a, a very prolific, excellent poet. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, this is a about a seven minute, I want to say. Something, it, I think it timed out to be about eight minutes on yeah. the recording. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty long. Um, so it's an art song, but it's, it's a lot of art song. And, um, I just, I really love it. I, um, what I, what I was saving to say on the podcast that I was about to say earlier was I, I would love to, and Ross and I have talked about this a little bit. uh, I think this song would be great to like make kind of a music video, a movie Mm. out of, like, I think it's so ripe with so much really cool imagery Mm -hmm. and like when I've been walking to and from work the last week or two I've been thinking like oh we could like film this part there we could like film that passage <laughs> there that's so interesting um, yeah that's fun so you know future goals yeah. yeah um but yeah it's just it's very evocative um I feel like the longer I've lived in Chicago and the more like starting to feel settled here I get like the more this song kind of starts to mean to me mm. um there's just there's a there's very sorry uh, very different moods but they Ross has set this text so that it the music just makes them flow so naturally into one another um, and I think this is the first time I've actually gotten to sing it in December oh yeah because <laughs> yeah yeah we we did um, a recording of it like a year and like late spring early summer 2016 to send to the poet because he hadn't actually heard it performed before um and then i sang it last january um for a fundraising fundraising event um to benefit the aclu with me um with you yes (laughs) up here in edgewater um at unity lutheran um and i haven't gotten to perform it for anything since then and I'm really glad we managed to squeak it in in December, yeah. finally. So. Well, I think it, it affords us a, a chance to kind of talk about, and I think both of you um, have this experience of um, working with uh, and revisiting Ross's works. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that you've done some significant work. Both of you, actually, have done works with both his songs and his operas. Um, so I'm kind of curious, like, with this piece specifically, um, what kind of sticks out as some things that are things that are particular is Koreanisms the wrong way of putting it but particularly like, Ross-y yeah <laughs> evoking the essence of Ross Partic- particularly Ross-y Koreanism yeah right um, um oh you go ahead oh sorry um I I think I said this in the last uh last podcast i did uh where we talked about uh the great god pan release i described his work as post-minimalism and i still feel like this fits in that there's though i mean it sounds rather tonal there's there's um repetitive patterns but Mm -hmm. uh 
they uh, they never are strict repeats, really. And there's always the the uh, the unexpected accidental or note thrown in mm-hmm. that uh, quickly changes it into something else. Yeah, yeah. There, I there's definitely a lot of a lot of patterns that come back in a way, but not not exactly the same. Um, and something that I always really enjoy about all of Ross's music that I have worked on is that it's always such a, a duet between mm. the instrumentation mm. and the singer as well, which, I mean, that really makes good, good art song a pleasure sure. to perform, I think, when it's really a collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just, he's so good at just letting the two the voice of the piano and the voice of the singer kind of weave in and out of each other and take turns and make beautiful music together. What I noticed that um, that is really common in Ross's writing is the extended range he uses. Yes. He really uses every part of your voice. He definitely does. Yeah, this, this is a... This is not the easiest um, art song I've ever sung. I don't think it's going to be getting into any of the, the Shermer traditions <laughs> for beginners anytime soon. Um, but I, I love that, too, because that is, you know, that is one of the things that you don't typically get in in art song, you know? No, certainly not. I mean, art song is supposed to be, like, I mean... Art song in its truest form, I think, is supposed to be pretty accessible, pretty mm-hmm. easy to sing. Mm-hmm. Not easy to sing, but like, you know what I mean? Like, right. not, not, it's not like an etude. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. This is definitely more, more virtuosic than you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's cool because I, again, I think part of, part of that is how, or part of the the range is how Ross brings out the expressiveness of of the text. You know, there's these are big big emotions and complex ideas and you know, it's not just volume and it's not just melody and harmony, but you know, the range is another another extreme and another color to put in there. Well, and I think that it's you know, listening to it and, you know, listening to some of the words and, you know, I, what I loved specifically about the piano is that, you know, throughout it's pretty consistent, like there's a pretty consistent, like eighth note, you know, driving force mm-hmm. through it. It'll, it, and it, it picks up to like more, you know, 16th notes, like the, the subdivisions get smaller and smaller, but it sounds like there's just like a worsening snowstorm. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. And I think that kind of constant rhythmic um, idea throughout the piece, it really is evocative of the fact that the person speaking is walking to all of these different mm-hmm. places in Chicago. That's mm-hmm. something that really... And that's such a Chicago thing. Mm-hmm. Just like the fact that if you're downtown, specifically, you know, Michigan Avenue is mentioned. Like, I mean, you could hop the Michigan bus, but it's because traffic is such a nightmare and it's like a weird, like sometimes it's a one way street. Like, it's mm-hmm. just easier to walk. And so, like, 
walking down Michigan Avenue is such a universal Chicago experience. Yeah, for sure. I can't tell you how many times I've just like been like, fuck it, I'm just going to walk <laughs> to like Fullerton if I can get there. <laughs> yeah, which is such a, it's such a good feeling because the, you get to go over the bridge, you get to go mm-hmm. over, and usually it's, you get to do it in the fall and things are crisp and, and refreshing and you kind of warm up over the course of it. Well, but even doing it, doing it in winter, mm-hmm. like I have such fun and, and I'm sure every, because winter is such a huge part of being a Chicagoan. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's, to, in my mind, there's nothing more Chicagoan than winter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the experience of like every, I, I, this is for me and I'm sure for anyone who's lived here, this is like a nostalgic seeming piece, mm-hmm. like walking down walking around downtown it's cold it's snowing it's dark yeah it's like you know there's a line it's like walking north across across the river river. yeah and it's it's so funny because my um my day job i literally work right on the north side of the michigan avenue bridge oh cool so i've been just kind of singing this to Mm -hmm. myself like ever since it got dark and cold and Mm -hmm. all the holiday lights came out yeah well see i i never mind walking in december mm-hmm. in the cold as long as it's not too bitter bitterly cold and if, and if it's snowing i imagine that like it's not really really uh terribly cold like uh, racing yeah yeah right. this 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 sounds like a really a uh a, yeah like a i can't find words um i'm just but yeah, walking in in December is so different than like taking a walk like this in January. Like you have you have the holiday oh, lights yeah, and right. and just like the promise of the coming holidays. Like this just sounds like a magical experience. Whereas like a month later, it's I'd hot. be like, yeah. fuck it, yeah. I'm taking the CTA. It's like bleak. Yeah. Like there's still kind of ice on the ground, but like depressing. Like everything's yeah. dirty and like and yeah. I I kind of. There's a part of, I, I think it's maybe my, like, deep Swedish roots that actually really loves the moment when it's, like, in the zeros and tens and no one's leaving their homes and everyone's just, like, we all understand. Like, the, the like, the, like, general feeling of, like, no one really does anything besides what they need to. And I, I think there's, like, a weird, beautiful, holiday-y kind of space to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, case in point, I have stopped... You know, for people who come on the podcast, I've stopped giving them my phone number for me to come get them. Yeah. I now tell them to use Buzz. the call box. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> I could come get you. I'm choosing not to. <laughs> Charming. Yeah. Enchanté. Oh, yeah. man. Um, so anyway, yeah, this, I'm just thrilled that I got to sing this song that is so quintessentially Chicago mm-hmm. at this time. Um, I actually got to perform this a week ago uh, on the Chicago Fringe mm-hmm. holiday fundraiser event concert. Uh, we were actually raising funds for the premiere of uh, The Great God Pan, which is the opera by Ross Crean that uh, well, they're doing um, next next spring in, in March, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um but actually walking to rehearsal before the concert, it had just started snowing when I got off oh the train. So it was the perfect, perfect setting. Oh, that's so cool. We've had a lot of really romantic snows this season. I just remember, and I don't mean, I mean, you know what I mean? Like the, like, 
sense of it just being like the perfect timing it like hit right at like three or four in the afternoon i think mm-hmm. the first time whenever it was maybe was it late november something like honestly that. i think it was like 11 a.m <laughs> oh really yeah am i getting a mix that was the yes. second time when it was yeah I'm getting yeah yeah the first one was like like 11 a.m but it was powdery awesome. right away oh yeah um i know that there is a plug that needs to happen yeah do we want to get do we want to do plug life I think so. Yeah. So um, part of the reason I wanted to come on and sing this song is that it's actually going to be on an upcoming art song album of Ross's music. Um, he and uh, Math and Black are going to be co-producing the album. Um, we're going to be recording sometime in early 2018. Cool. Yeah. Um, so it's going to have, it's going to be all, all art song. Um that's day. two people that I trust that I would trust to record. Exactly, something. an yeah. art song album. Yes, <laughs> specifically, very much, yes. very much. Yes. Um, the album is going to be called "Songs of the City: Hymns to the Dream." Oh my goodness! Yeah. Ooh, beautiful. I'm I'm there for that. Yeah. What what a what a sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be real cool. So be is on the it, lookout for that. So who are the? Do you know who the other people singing are? Um, I actually don't know who all the other... I mean, I probably know them, but I can't say with certainty um, who everyone else is. Christine Gerke? It's not Christine Gerke. Uh, (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) If you're listening, Christine, I doubt Ross will turn you away. (laughs) That was a a really weird joke. I'm really sorry. Cool. But yeah, it's... it's, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm also looking forward to... um, workshopping a new opera that Ross is finishing up right now. Um, he's writing it for me and Marissa Abbas, friend of the pod. Oh, nice. Um, it, it's called... Pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called The Times Are Nightfall. Um, and according to Ross, it's an alternative reality sequel to Don Giovanni. Um, and the two char- there are two characters in it. It's Anna and Elvira from DG. And so this is after after the story we all know. Um, and it's going to be inspired by Grindhouse Cinema. <gasps> oh my god. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen or heard some snippets as he's been working on it. It's really cool. That's so cool. Um, so yeah, it's for soprano, mezzo soprano, vibraphone, cello, and uh, piano. And wow. you should keep your ears peeled. So hip, the vibraphone. <laughs> All the like <laughs> underground classical music Facebook groups are really into vibraphone. Oh, really? So hot right now. Yeah, well, it's very hot right now. <laughs> well, we know where we're going to um, plug that album then. Yeah. Is, uh, or that, that opera is in the underground Facebook groups. Yep. Hey. <laughs> Uh, John, do you have anything you want to plug? I know you're headed to... I am. Uh, <clears throat> in Well, actually, right now, right now, uh, uh, I'm in the middle of a production at the Den Theater uh, mm. for uh, Griffin Theater. Uh, we are doing the musical Violet, which is a oh, really yes. touching... Yes, I've seen stuff for this. Yeah, it's a really touching show about a uh, woman with a... Uh, disfiguring scar and she's traveling across the south on her way to be healed by a televangelist Um, and my favorite part about the show is that 
the music is all very location specific based on the city that they're in. Like if you're in Nashville, you got country, blues in Memphis, uh, gospel in Tulsa. It's it's very cool in that way. That's really cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, in two weeks, I am taking off for Binghamton, New York. I'm going to be working at Tri-Cities Opera until the end of May. Um, but uh, yeah, those are my plugs, I guess. I, um, I've been to Binghamton a couple times. Oh, yeah. I have a friend who lives there, a friend I went to college with. He and his, he and his wife and son are, are in Johnson City, which is like right next to Binghamton. He's a trumpet player. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to expect. I know that it is in upstate New York and that it will be beautiful and cold. There's a, <laughs> there's a really good brewery there. I think it's called Galaxy. Is it very... Do you know how far north in upstate New York it is? It's three hours northwest that's, of the city. Oh, that's lush. Mm-hmm. It's, um... It's like right off, it's like right on the Pennsylvania border, I mm-hmm. think. And actually, I will be staying in a cabin in oh, Pennsylvania. Are you kidding? Oh, that's um, so good. And I I think it's going to be very transcendental. Yeah. Uh, five months, because I'll be in rural Pennsylvania. Oh, oh I love God. that for you. Oh, <laughs> it's super oh, mountainous. So um, it recently, it's, it's getting developed. Okay. I was there two years ago, and like... People were like, there was like a, there was like a, there was excitement in the air. Mm. So I, I'm eager to hear. But I'm, <laughs> I'm sure many free weekends will be spent uh, taking the trip to the city. Cool. So it's going to cool. be great. Nice. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Daniel Johansson. I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you, listener, gentle listener, want to keep up with what we are up to, there are so many ways that you can do that. You can head over to scopymag.com. That's our website. We post all of our articles there as well as all of our podcast episodes. You can keep up and check out and and head backwards in time and see all the things that we've done in our history and what we're doing now. Um, Otherwise, you can keep up with us on social media, on Facebook. That is, we are called Scopy Magazine on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Google Play, uh, Radio Public, and iTunes Podcasts. We are under Scopy Mag, and we spell that S-C-A-P-I-M-A-G. And as always, I'm here to emphasize the importance of donations. We run on a shoestring budget. Everything that we've been able to do up to this point has been through your generosity. So first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, we could use a little bit more help. If you're in a position to give, you can head to our website, scopymag.com, and go to our donate section. There are a couple ways that you can give. First of all, you could do a one-time donation. If you choose to do that, you will have our eternal gratitude. Otherwise, you can support our mission of uplifting local arts and independent media for as little as $5 a month. If you're interested in advertising opportunities or giving at a higher level, please feel free to reach out to us at scopymag at gmail.com. So, give a little give a lot and if you can't give then listen participate and share cool thanks again so much for listening go out and make something yep